0: DM us on Instagram, and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.
1: Delora, we are back, girl. New recap, new week. What's going on with you?
0: Just living my
1: life like it's going, Ashley. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden, golden. You know, we probably just need to get like a singing jingle at this point that me and Delora do. We know you guys are anticipating it after all the singing we do week in and week out. You're I welcome.
0: Have, I should have said money, though. <laughs> money. Mm-mm-mm. Money. Yes. Is funny, part of me. My favorite part really quick. Shake a little ass. Mm-mm. Sorry.
1: <laughs> That's making the final cut. All right. <laughs> this week's recap, friends, recap nation is Apple TV Plus original series Loot. 10 half hour episodes premiered on June 24th and dropped weekly, which, yes, I did watch every single episode every week. I've become so loyal to some of these shows. Wow. It's already been renewed for season two. That announcement came out in July. So it's exciting to see what's going to happen next. But let's get into this first season. Quick summary. After divorcing her husband of 20 years, Molly Novak must figure out what to do with her $87 billion settlement. She decides to re-engage with her charitable foundation and reconnect with the real world, finding herself along the way cast Maya Rudolph who also serves as executive producer is Molly MJ Rodriguez is Sophia mother Joel Kim booster is Nicholas Adam Scott is John Ron Funches is Howard Nate Faxon is Arthur Stephanie Stiles is Ainsley Megan Faye is Rhonda Dylan Galula is Haley, and Olivier Martinez is Jean-Pierre. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 83% critic score, 55% audience score. I question that audience score. I was really surprised. I think that something happened, because I don't remember that being the case when this series was out and really running. 78% Google. Delora, what is your grade? for this first season of Loot.
0: My grade for this series is a B B+. There were so many one-liners that I got so many giggles from. It was a lot of fun. And as you know, I love watching things that show me rich life. You know what I mean? Like the yachts and the house and the chandeliers and the purses I loved all of it um, visually speaking and Maya Rudolph is such a gem like mm-hmm. she is so funny mm-hmm. so funny I think the issue I have this sounds very shallow and it's coming to me now and not a part of my original uh, notes I was there were a little bit more eye candy in the show interesting um because you know I guess it makes sense in terms of her husband being that geeky guy turned billionaire, right? But even for the average Joe,
1: (laughs) did nothing for
0: you. Nothing. nothing. This was
1: my gripe with Friends. This is why I was never a fan of Friends. There was nobody in that cast. Not even Joey. No. No one in that cast was attractive to me. So
0: (laughs) I I sound so shallow. But overall, it was a lot of fun. and important lessons i mean it's really important to know yourself and take up space and i think those are important lessons that are discussed along with other things that we'll definitely get into that i appreciated but my mvp of this series is definitely nicholas i will say that
1: (laughs) nicholas had a dream job for many um (laughs) My grade for this is an A minus. I loved this series. It was one that I had on my watch list that I could not wait to get into because I really wanted to see what they were going to do with this. This is loosely based on Jeff Bezos and his divorce from his wife, Mackenzie. So I was really curious as to how they were going to play this out. I love Maya Rudolph. I love the inclusion of Minnie Ripperton, her mother's music in some of these episodes. I thought that was beautiful Mm -hmm. as a tribute to her mom. And in general, the story was compelling to me this woman with all this money still trying to figure out purpose, still trying to figure out what life post, you know, being wrapped up in the world of this man looked like. So I was really intrigued by that. But unfortunately, even though this is one of my hidden gems, the minus in my A minus comes from the portrayal of one of the only black female characters on this show and the wildly stereotypical, behavior that she displayed did not thrill me did not move me it was a upset lot me. upset it was a, me it was
0: aggressive <laughs> upset me
1: so it got an a minus for that reason otherwise i really enjoyed the ride of this series and Based on the cliffhanger we're going to get into, I'm curious to see where we're going to go next. So mm-hmm. spoiler alert, let's get into the good good, as I call it, of this series. And let's talk shop, Dolores. Let's talk about some things. All right. Episode one, living that billionaire's life, baby. Molly is celebrating her 45th birthday, living it up with her big tech hubby, John, on her brand new yacht. One of the pools was apparently so small, in her opinion, that it was going to be for the dogs. I mean, heated stools at the bar, just all the ambiance and luxury you would expect from that status. Unfortunately, she finds out at her party that John is stooping his preschool age assistant. I believe she was his assistant <laughs> Haley and I call her preschool because there were so many nods to the first wives club in this series to me love and Goldie Hawn
0: that one too we do. I was it's thinking about that favorites. recently
1: because I just watched it and I was like why have we not recapped as a throwback the first
0: another, wives club another throwback by the way and this is um on the heels of our devil wears Prada death becomes her we yeah
1: you talk about Meryl Streep listen yes. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn together, plus Bruce Willis as the villainous, going back and forth, husband, everything. Everything. So the reason why I say preschool is because that's how Goldie Hawn described the woman that her husband went off with. with. (laughs) So after 20 years of marriage, Molly found this man's assistant in his closet. Like, that was so brutal to me, the way that that scene played out. Side note, Seal is popping up a lot lately i didn't think about it at the time when i first watched the series but he was in me time he was in this like seals getting some checks
0: i love the cameos of this show it was a it had me chuckling especially david chang like so random and i loved every minute of it
1: her disrespect with having this man heat up a burrito after he made her a multi-course meal (laughs) And a side of Pringles. I just could not get over it. Because, you know, a chef is my dream. That is that is my dream. Well,
0: that's the goal. That's the goal. But, you know, we have big uh, billionaires who put ketchup on steaks. And
1: <laughs> Now, see, I was told back in the day of how disrespectful it was that I just did A1. I have never denigrated a steak with ketchup a day in my life. Never. And I don't even do steak <laughs> sauce anymore. You're welcome, chefs. You're welcome. So Molly went off and took off in one of those Skittle-colored Lambos. Dolores, she got half, baby, half in this divorce settlement, $87 billion. When you're that rich, does it even matter to lose half in a divorce?
0: As a person who currently does not have $87 billion (laughs) yet, I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. Put it out on the mic. Put it out on the universe. I would say no, it shouldn't matter. But someone like him would absolutely feel it for sure.
1: I just say no one's wanting for anything. When you're in the billionaire's club, unless you somehow are insane or just inept or decide to give away all your money there's no way you can blow through a billion
0: dollars in a lifetime right so no not with the amount of interest you're you're gaining on a regular basis you're
1: making millions just sitting on your ass
0: so literally
1: it it would make no sense to quabble over this which they didn't show that he did but he's going to be passive aggressive throughout the rest of the series
0: because he's a bitch
1: (laughs) that's facts that's facts Molly tried drowning her sorrows by traveling and partying with her assistant, Nicholas, until she gets a call from Sophia, the executive director from her charity foundation she was unaware of that started seven years ago. Delora, Sophia called Molly into the office at 9 a.m. to essentially reprimand her for her behavior, as she said <laughs> it reflects poorly on the
0: foundation. Was she overstepping? No. Mm. I don't think so I don't think so now one could say if it were a man I don't think Sophia would have had the audacity I don't
1: I think the exact same thing I literally agree that her tone her behavior may have been a little bit different if Molly were a man but at the same time Sophia has ovaries of steel because yes who speaks to the head of their foundation, the money like this? Nobody. 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 But Especially when you're a charity. Her her character, right? It's definitely indicative of the way her character is throughout this series. You are yes. correct. She has never, she's not going to shy away from going toe to toe with Molly, giving her opinion strongly and basically showing that she cares more about the intention and their projects and their priorities in terms of helping people than about anything else. And that's admirable because you would want somebody like that leading your foundation.
0: I would say so. But I will say that I appreciated Sophia's boundaries with Molly because apparently Molly doesn't have any.
1: (laughs) Well- It's a double-edged sword with bringing her in because Molly decides to get more involved in the charity. And despite some tone-deaf missteps at a ribbon-cutting for a women's shelter, because that swag bag was ridiculous, even for a regular event, that swag bag was ridiculous.
0: My question is, you don't remember not having money? like
1: Not this far in. If the Kardashians, if Kris Jenner, at this point in her life, somehow forgets what it's like to go to a grocery store and makes that an entire storyline of an episode. I I'm gonna you didn't say watch I, anymore, Ashley. I didn't. This was <laughs> clips that I saw on these internets. Then there's no hope for Molly, who's been deep in this game now for a long time. Nicholas picks out her clothes for her every day, basically. Like she has a hairstylist, she has someone who puts on her lip gloss. So she takes multiple baths a day. I mean, there's just so many things, right? So many. So at this point, no, I don't think she probably remembers. But she takes it in stride, and she decides to join the team. Molly really upsets me in this first episode, though, because again, talking about the personal chef thing, the fact that she had this man microwave her that that bean and cheese burrito showed. It, on the one hand, it showed that we as we just talked about, she still is a little bit in touch that she still has this callback to like, even though I have all this opulence around me, I just want a burrito. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have a man who is a really big restaurant restaurant tour. Yes. Working for you as your personal chef. And you have him go heat you up a burrito in the microwave.
0: The only thing I have really written for episode one was that Molly was woefully out of touch. She <laughs> was. She was. She
1: was searching. It was painful. This first episode should be called like "Searching" or something. She's she's searching here.
0: But the jokes are just so funny because I naming mean, the dogs Mary Kate and Ashley. Yes. And then saving a bottle of champagne in case Jennifer Anderson
1: and, and Brad Pitt get back together. back
0: together. I when I heard that I literally had to rewind it because I was like, did they say Jennifer Lopez and you know Ben? Because I'm like, wouldn't that have been epic? But yeah, it tickled
1: me. I don't know why they would want them to get back together. Jennifer Anderson better never, in my opinion, rewrite that wave. But
0: let's move. She on. might ride it, but just in secret he doesn't
1: he doesn't deserve the water (laughs) he doesn't deserve it let's move on episode two molly attempts to take the team to miami disguised as a work retreat it was more like a kidnapping to attend a friend's fragrance launch party the team went back home disappointed that molly lied to them after a storm derailed their flight the fragrance ended up smelling like shit. Not <laughs>
0: Molly. Su- not surprising.
1: And Molly came through with a mia culpa and helped with a meeting for a proposed housing development. Would you let your boss kidnap you for an impromptu trip to Miami?
0: It just really depends on where we're going.
1: <laughs> what the cert you just need would need more detail.
0: Yeah, if I'm going to be fed well at a really nice restaurant and I'm going to be up in a hotel, a nice one, maybe.
1: You have me at private jet, private plane. Yes. I'm hopping on this plane. I'm assuming everything is going to be taken care of. Absolutely. I'm down. Like there's no, there's probably be little to no questions asked from me, but that's if my, my boss was Molly. I'm not talking about hopping on a private plane with some random person. And, yes. You know, be careful. But in this case, yeah, I would have been down for it. Episode three, John does a ridiculous interview with Haley insulting Molly's abilities. Side note, how dare they try to utilize Oprah's outdoor backdrop?
0: When I tell you, I I felt I felt offended <laughs> because again, <laughs> I am team success, okay? And they were trying to tell their truth. This man, I don't know what the purpose of this interview was but how dare they trying
1: to rehab that image because he was unfaithful so i'm yeah. sure in the public eye it was not playing well for him the same with, as it wasn't with bezos with the little
0: kid right next to him I with think the only... schooler. well i will also say it's interesting because bezos didn't do the typical rich man thing and get someone way younger he, he just got a plastic version of someone you know i think they're not far in age or anything like that yeah but. i can't even remember
1: i what's funny about this sort of thing is these type of people aren't celebrity celebrities to me like i don't care who elon musk is sleeping with i don't care who jeff bezos is sleeping well, with
0: he's a hoe
1: because
0: he's, <laughs> not,
1: he's, I not, mean, he's
0: having all types of babies and so is his daddy but, but, but i was gonna yes. say
1: it's the daddy for me elon's what? daddy didn't elon's daddy have a baby with his like That's Elon's sister or something yes so he was married to the mama and then had a baby with her child, right? Something confusing
0: like Ooh, that. Oh, Lord.
1: Lord Jesus. Anyway, Molly agrees in return to do a bunch of interviews herself, but decides to do the hot ones, which you saw this clip before you even watched the show. She thought this is going to be more her style than Anderson Cooper or 60 minutes, but she didn't know clearly what she was getting into. I don't know how the host did this segment with a straight face.
0: This was my favorite part of the entire show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was not her finest hour whatsoever, but it seems like a lot of people related to this being the way people should react when they do hot ones. I've
0: never watched the show. It is one of my favorite YouTube interviews like for example avid elementary came out today and they literally all posted with like l and entertainment weekly and hot ones is one of those main places you know that the pr machine like to utilize some of my favorite episodes queen latifah Mm. she she made some of the funniest faces but she was the most contained um Beatrice Elba, that famous cough, (laughs) 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 Paul Rudd, he also famous meme of like, look at us now, we're doing it, like, I've seen that one, so many iconic moments, and it is so, so funny, I love it,
1: we see some bonding in this episode. We see some thawing in the relationship between Sophia and Molly as Sophia kind of tried to help her prep, gives her a pep talk. And then we also see bonding between Howard, who's a co-worker in the office, and mm-hmm. Nicholas over Howard's relationship issues. Yes. So in episode four, Molly reevaluates her business assets from her divorce after a roller coaster malfunction at a poorly maintained theme park she didn't realize she owned in the Philippines. She takes Arthur, who is the accountant of the office, essentially, along with her. She even helps him pick up his daughter with a ride to her soccer game in her helicopter. Pap snaps some photos, thinking they were booed up. Molly shoots that down real quick when they get back to the office. What did you think of the Arthur and Molly will-they-won't-they energy?
0: I think it was pretty genuine and pretty obvious, was I overly excited about it? Not necessarily, um, because they really play him up as being a dork, essentially.
1: <laughs> Molly has a type. After she, like,
0: I was just get is. the words right out of my mouth because obviously, her computer genius husband or ex husband, obviously probably shared some of those uh, same dorky traits, assuming, of course. But yeah, it was sweet.
1: It was sweet. And even though Molly downplayed their relationship, she bought him that painting, that bird painting that he liked and he agonized over, am I keeping this? Am I leaving it outside? He threw, my guy threw it in the trash for a minute. I was like,
0: not him throwing it away though. Because how much did that cost? You know, the fact that she has- a wing in a museum full of pieces that she owns. Like, let that let that process. Actually.
1: <laughs> let that marinate. By the way, I loved his interpretation of his love for birds. I also love birds, like in terms of like a spirit animal. Like I always say, if I could be an animal, I'd be a bird because there's such a freedom. And so his analogy about them being fleeting beauty really like struck me in an episode. I was like, yo, that's deep
0: wow yeah that is deep i appreciate it never thought about it like that so
1: i was digging arthur a little bit he wouldn't be a love connection for me but i was digging his energy (laughs) meanwhile nicholas he was sweet meanwhile nicholas is an actor honey he said i am more than just an assistant he out here snagging roles and plays doing his thing that axe body spray commercial was hilarious hilarious But no matter what other interests he pursues, in my mind, I'm like, he ain't leaving Molly anytime soon. I bet that gig is well paid.
0: Ashley, I had this epiphany in my late 20s, early 30s of like, I don't need the boat. I need to be friends with the person who owns the boat. That part.
1: I don't need that lease.
0: I don't need that maintenance. The fuel, the staff. No, I need to be invited.
1: <laughs> Nicholas is living his best life. That's why he was the most devastated by this turn of events. I'm surprised
0: he eventually thrived because when I tell you <laughs> that transition, getting up early, showing up, being in the same place all day, that first episode when they were looking at the time, she was like, I'm gonna be here until six. Welcome welcome sis molly the fact that
1: you would choose to work a desk job is insanity it's the life that we are all trying to escape and yet it is the life in which you're (laughs) trying to find your purpose it's amazing right but nicholas was while he enjoyed the perks nicholas was good at his job at the same time
0: i'm glad that they showed that because in one of my favorite books and is also favored by rappers and inmates the 48 (laughs) laws of power (laughs) way to throw that in there (laughs) well i googled it when i fell in love with the book and i saw that and i started rolling in the 48 laws of power one of them is making it look easy when it's not Mm -hmm. and he obviously has this you know free spirit you know she partied with him around the world right he makes it look easy but he living his best life the crack of dawn and just tells her oh i just got here but he was thorough yes he was i mean the the attention to detail bravo
1: bravo But, you know, we talk about bosses. We talk about them on multiple variations of different, you know, shows. We just talked about it with our Devil Wears Prada recap. Molly is a great boss. Yeah. Because she's gracious. She's never demanding that we've seen. She Mm. cares about Nicholas as a person. She's supportive. Like, she's a great
0: boss. That's a great point yeah even if she because most of her gaffes was all on her Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily you know on him Mm -hmm. so that's a good point living the good
1: life living it nicholas all right episode five we're halfway through molly takes a few of the ladies on the team Sophia, Rhonda, and ainsley this was our dream episode for a mental health day this is our retreat next
0: year we're going seriously we're doing Where's, something what's it called hula hooza, whatever it's called we gotta find this way that or we need to go to arizona because apparently they have some of the best spas in the world Yes, too.
1: <laughs> in scottsdale yes
0: or sedona
1: i'm glad they had this mental health day though because sophia was stressing me out i'm like you're gonna die of a heart attack very early if you don't get your stress level under control it was a lot she took them to her favorite spa that had a
0: five-year wait list.
1: Have you done a full spa day yet? Because I haven't, and I need to.
0: I'm so glad that you asked me because I've had two spa services in the last two weeks. So I got my facial, oh, and you, on Monday I had a 90-minute deep tissue massage.
1: But I'm talking. Have you ever done a full day of spa services? Yes,
0: I but. Could- I haven't split it up that. this time because I was trying to do it all in once, but the way my schedule is set up, but absolutely. I've Facial, got to do that. Deep, deep tissue, mini patty. Yes, please. I, I'm going to do that for
1: myself this year. Before this yeah. year is out, I'm making a commitment. Y'all are hearing it on the mic and anybody who's with me, self-care before the end of this year, we doing a full spa day, baby.
0: And we do understand that you can absolutely do self care without having to spend money. But when I tell you after getting that 90 minute deep tissue massage, I was like, why haven't I been here sooner?
1: I do self care for free all the time. I want to be pampered. I want to be pampered too. I want, I want to all the things.
0: So and with my face, I was like, my skin feels so good. I was like, duh, of course it does.
1: <laughs> just had a full facial yeah i'm putting that on the list you guys anybody out there who wants to join me feel free unfortunately though their bliss was interrupted by a run-in with molly's alleged i put that in quotes alleged friends who did not invite her on their annual wives' trip john's mistress went though i'm gonna start calling her camilla for the sake of this podcast
0: oh <laughs>
1: After Molly kicked one of their clothes in the hot tub, her membership was rescinded. No negative vibes. Would you have felt some type of way if these friends of yours had invited the mistress on the annual trip that you've been going to
0: for probably 20 years? These hoes ain't loyal. Girl. Um, I don't enjoy calling women hoes, but... (laughs) if you get it you get it <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this Molly knew that they weren't her real friends and I feel like this was the nail no in the coffin because
1: she even says like I don't even like old girl like that but I've been part I, of their world for so long
0: and you again I don't know if I say this sentiment enough on the podcast but I feel like you know because you know me the whole idea of being a part of a friends group based off of your relationship status just seems odd to me. Yeah. Also.
1: In this case, it's probably hard though because I think she did get so ingrained into the pomp and circumstance of this lifestyle. Yeah. But at the same time, she also did not fight hard enough as we're going to see to maintain her relationships even within her own family. So- and we're going to get to that. That's that's yeah. on that's on Molly. Howard and Nicholas attempt to help Arthur get back in the dating game on the apps with a lot of lies, but he meets a new boo at the bar on his own. Have Molly feeling some type of way. Again, Leading into the will they, won't they. But that girl, that woman was a catch. Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. I was team Chelsea. I like Chelsea. Absolutely. Same. And I'm still a fan of the in-person natural chemistry. It Nothing can compare. Episode six, the team gave 150 local nonprofits in LA surprise donations. I loved that. Landed Molly and company an invite to the philanthropic humanitarian awards or the Mannies, where Molly was being honored. But guess what? John decides to be a little bitch, as Dolores said, and rain on her parade. (laughs) Pops his ass up at this event with Haley in tow, of course, to try and throw Molly off her game. It worked for a minute. He did pacify her with an apology only to slap her in the face with the news that he made calls to get her this award. Did you believe him or did you think he was just saying all of this to just be petty and to get under her skin?
0: First of all, I was upset at her for wasting her time with him before receiving that award. Mm. Obviously, what ended up happening was great for moving the story forward or what have you, but I would have definitely recommend not wasting any time especially before such a special moment in her life like this is you know one of the overarching themes in the story is finding yourself finding your purpose taking up space don't have you know don't shrink yourself in order for your man to thrive you know right because she she up until this point didn't even consider holding down that freaking house for two years as helping him build his wealth kids again i'm a big i'm ruder first wives you know what i think? <laughs> Because it's like
1: i was when in they the trenches nothing. yes I, exactly i exactly. helped pay for you to go to school or i paid the mortgage until you were able to get your stuff together all exactly, of that absolutely exactly. i built the infrastructure with you baby girl and i so- wish- I wish we had a better idea of how much time had passed, though, because to your point, I wondered why in this episode we saw Molly hop, skip, and jump so fast to go meet up with him. But at the same time, I was like, well, she's exercised such restraint up to this point with, like, being in touch with him. And it's hard. She still loved him. Like, regardless of the shenanigans, you don't just fall out of love with somebody. She wanted to work on their marriage before this blew up in her face. Like, that love doesn't just die overnight.
0: Agreed, agreed. Um, But when he brought up the fact that he got her that award, I did not believe him a hundred percent. It was kind of like 50-50 for me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he probably could have, or yeah, he's saying this just to ruin your night because he's a petty bitch. So <laughs>
1: I'm I'm, um, I'm thinking it's the latter. Like yeah, it, I personally I think he was it's totally jealous. the latter.
0: Yeah. He was jealous. He he was losing uh the the war on the court of public opinion, right? And I
1: also think he just didn't think she was going to bounce back so quickly from probably the situation that she found herself in, which is she hadn't been working throughout their marriage. She probably thought she was going to languish or she was just going to, you know, just enjoy her life, just spending money and never doing anything with herself. And she's out here doing a damn thing and making headlines. So. And he strikes me, you know, once a lot of men have that ego and that level of life, he strikes me as definitely one of those which to Adam Scott's credit, when he plays a good guy, I'm with him, I believe it. And when he plays a bad guy, I hate him. So like he toes that line. Oh, he's played nice, he's played nicer, lovable characters in other movies. When I see
0: him, other projects, rather, I feel like he has made his career on being an asshole. Like one of the most memorable. Are you thinking of Step Brothers? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. He was the worst in Step Brothers,
1: the worst. But no, he's played. There have been other projects I've seen him in where he can even, um, I haven't finished Severance, but he he's a different type of guy in Severance, which is on um, Apple TV Plus Apple than he TV. has been yes. in a lot of other things as well. Um, if you guys aren't aware of Severance, it's a very interesting premise. Check it out. All right. Episode seven, Molly gets an invite to dinner by fellow billionaire businessman and philanthropist, Jean-Pierre Halle Berry's ex, if no one is, some of you aren't aware, who she met at the award ceremony, a perk of money. Racks of clothes are brought in to help Molly figure out what she's going to wear for this maybe date. We don't know. Just when we thought it was nothing but business, straight out of a Disney film, Jean-Pierre rides up on a horse, and stops Molly from leaving with a passionate kiss. What'd you think about Jean-Pierre in this episode?
0: I enjoyed him more on the meet cute than I did during that lunch because there were too many mixed messages. So many mixed signals. And I'm like, you either want this or not, sir. And he said he felt confused as well. So he was I just know. trying to figure it out. <laughs> she had me cracking up with that scarf. He was like, your scarf, leave it back. Leave it.
1: <laughs> I love that that was her layers. Because remember, Arthur gave her the tip about layers. And her layer is the scarf. When <laughs> I take it off, I'm ready. And I'm open. And I'm available. And I'm sexy. When I put it on, I'm reserved. <laughs> I thought That was so cute. Howard invited Nicholas to dinner at the Cheesecake Factory to meet his girlfriend, Tanya. Here's where my minus comes from in my A minus kids. Nicholas is told while Howard was in the bathroom that Tanya never plans to marry Howard despite their 8-year relationship. She was verbally abusive to yes. Howard throughout the initial meet of this dinner. Howard's reaction though to Nicholas telling him this news was anger and rejection. Delora, she straight up lied what'd you think of tanya and what did you think of this situation in nicholas and howard's budding friendship
0: so when i first saw her obviously they were in argument and i felt like they were just having a lover's spat frankly like in yeah, the middle
1: of the cheesecake factory
0: yeah <laughs> in front of guests too right in front of company But she was really upset and based off of um, Howard's character, you know, it didn't really, you know, say much to me initially. What broke the camel's back is when Nicholas was really trying to speak up for his friend and she straight up lied about what she said. And I'm like, what is your motivation? All I have in my notes is, Tanya, really? Let that man go. If you don't want him, let
1: him go. So she said, and give and and take a lift or Uber to the airport, something like that. She said, like she was literally just trying to use Howard. He had absolutely no idea.
0: Also, eight years is a long time.
1: It's a very long time to just be fucking uh, around.
0: Wait, wait, wait. To be like unclear on what we're doing here. And that's to say
1: I understand that you can be in a very healthy, happy relationship for eight years without needing to go into marriage. But their priorities, they were on two very different pages. Howard absolutely thought that this was going to be the woman he married. That's why it's problematic. Yep. Yep. Episode eight, Molly and Jean-Pierre are officially booed booed up, meeting up internationally and twinning with their private planes. After John Pierre mentions wanting to meet her fam, Molly decides to go with Howard to a family space night. Maya Rudolph has never been blacker. Molly had thawed the ice. Seriously. Molly had thawed the ice with her cousin Renee, whose wedding she missed until she flaunted her money, as Renee put it, by replacing her old game table. After heart to heart, they patched things up, but it sounds like things have been rocky with John for quite long a while and molly had just kind of chosen to ignore it essentially because Rocking the reason why john? the reason why molly did not come to renee's wedding is because she had found messages from another woman on john's yes. tablet yes and he tried uh, to dismiss it away
0: yes yes i thought you were talking about Olivier's character sorry
1: no no um, john not Jean. <laughs> We also get a glimpse into Sophia's love life with a love triangle that plays out in the office. Were you as intrigued by her love life as Nicholas
0: and Arthur were? Oh man, that was truly, truly funny to me. It is fascinating when you find out that she got flowers from one dude and a a completely different dude shows up to the office. (laughs) Like, like really like yo like this is insane um and then I don't even know if I would expect it from her in some ways like you got time to be juggling
1: men. that's the thing as dedicated as she seems like she's been to work even sleeping there and wearing the same suit two days in a row I don't know how she's juggling two dudes but it was a telenovela that's for damn sure even old dude coming in and they're going at it in spanish and you got arthur over here trying to translate talking about mi corazon and it was it was fascinating but i still was not quite as invested as they were because i don't know what it is about sophia but she's not an exciting character to me she's very good at her job but it's not like i'm fine if i don't know anything else about her i guess like i, I don't think, need more
0: i think when it comes to sophia I think what they were trying to do is like, yes, she seems like the straight lace character, you know, super serious. And then you have the Molly who is just all hugs and (laughs) you get a car, you get a car. But there were moments throughout the series where Sophia did things that were surprising. Like we just mentioned two lovers and then, there's something else that happens later on. That's also a lot of fun with who she is as a person. I will say the funniest joke out of this episode is when Sophia opens up to Nicholas and author about her relationship. And she was like, yeah, he organized my pantry, my, my pantry. And he was like, Oh, is it, <laughs> is it based off function or color? Oh, the alphabet. That tickled me so much (laughs) because I am a pantry organizer.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I love the home edit. So that's what I thought of immediately. I thought of Khloe Kardashian, to be completely honest. That's who I thought of because her pantry is immaculate.
0: And for those who are wondering, it's based off function. Thank you.
1: So let's wrap up with episodes nine and 10, and then we can give some overarching thoughts and predictions. Episodes 9 and 10. The Alameda Street housing project. Sophia has been pouring her love and sweat and tears into throughout this season. Finally it's approved by the city council, but a public meeting was not very friendly. Delora, they had pies thrown on them. This made me think of glee, which is worse being pied or slushied.
0: Definitely slushied. Absolutely. You don't want to get it up the nose. Yeah,
1: I was like, it could be worse because the slushies is cold. It's wet. It's like so many things. Like with a pie, you can kind of like wipe that off and go on about your day. With a slushie, you got to change. There's no question. Howard thankfully breaks up with Tanya because he's trying to support Nicholas as he's going through his journey on this stage play and she is verbally eviscerating him. Like again, really did not like this portrayal of Tanya whatsoever. Molly joins Jean-Pierre on a collaboration for the Silver Moon Summit to present a $3 billion water filtration machine that does not go as planned. She drank poop water. Sophia had tried to warn her. Who tested this machine before she hit this stage? And would you have drank this water?
0: No, I would not have drank that water. But the fact that she took the sip and then kept drinking, I'm like, sis, no one asked you to do that.
1: We all see that the water is brown. There's nothing to prove.
0: I was screaming at the TV when she was drinking that water.
1: She would have been hospitalized. Like that's there's just There's no way in my mind that she bounced back that quick from drinking whatever sewage and and feces that they had put into to test that machine. It was gross. <sighs> Molly ends up breaking up with Jean-Pierre who decides to flee from the controversy. Lacked that integrity, didn't he? While Molly faces up to the disaster after a chat with Sophia who rejects her resignation from the foundation, which was interesting because again, they had bonded throughout the season, but up until this point, I feel like Sophia was always okay with Molly leaving. She was always okay with Molly stepping away and allowing her to kind of steer the ship again as she saw fit. But Molly has, really come through because people still like molly the celebrity that surrounds her all of that so she's been helpful in getting things done at the end of the day
0: yes i think what it ultimately shows with uh those two and their dynamics is you know sophia is definitely the administrative one right mm-hmm. whereas molly has all the soft skills all yes. this charisma and she's a people person a way to engage people and she's genuinely likable so Mm -hmm. and you know I think it was important for her to realize that she had those strengths right like not everyone does and they're valuable
1: oh absolutely I mean that's what Steve Jobs Steve Jobs was a salesman at the end of the day he yeah. sold his ideas, right? Even if he was not always the one creating and doing all these things, he relied on other people for that, but he was the salesman. So absolutely. Molly also decides that she's going to give away all of her money, all $120 billion at this point. Yeah, she had $87 billion, but money, her money made money, as we talked about as we first started this recap. What do you think about this pledge to give away everything?
0: Huh. So like, <laughs> I don't know if it's American capitalism that has me saying like all of it. In my
1: notes, I say literally all my money would be a stretch. The cost of healthcare alone in this country is atrocious. I couldn't. Like all all of it? No, I'm keeping some millions. I may not, I may not keep billions, but I'm definitely keeping some millions. You see a lot of the people of that stature they've pledged to give away all of their wealth upon,
0: death. upon, okay? death. upon and over, death and i was gonna say over a stretch of so many years as well yeah it's no i would not give all and i this is me being realistic now will i give a lot oh sure no problem
1: even mckenzie Bezos, who, again, we've talked about, this is Lucy based off of, has given away billions of dollars, but has she given away all of her money? No, because at the same time, what are you going to live off of? Are you really going to go live with Howard? Like, no, we exactly. as working people yes. do not give away all of our money. You have to sustain and, and provide for yourself. Exactly. So the idea of giving away all of it, yeah, that was a stretch for me. I appreciate the sentiment, though. I appreciate the call to arms for other insanely rich people out there but it was a stretch. We end the season with Molly waking up in bed with John. W-T-F. We thought Arthur, as an audience, we thought Arthur was going to declare his love because he had declared his love to Howard and Nicholas previously and said, you know, Molly, I, I want Molly. That's, that's, I'm in love. Final thoughts and any predictions for season two?
0: Again, I yelled at the TV, Boom. <laughs> when we saw her wake up in bed with her ex-husband. I'm like, Molly, I need for you to where's the backbone, sis? Where? And you know, she really bothered me throughout the season because because again, this is a not coming to age, but coming to self type of story mm-hmm. of who am I in this world? What is my purpose? Um, outside of being in the shadow of this powerful, wealthy man, and the fact that she literally I put it in my notes, old habits die hard when she literally started doing that with her French bay, you know? and again, unreliable, just like her first husband. How about that? But it was a lot of fun the series, like so many cute jokes throughout it actually reminded me a little bit of Mindy Kaling because they're they were so pop culture driven Mm -hmm. um one of them was like how Howard didn't know who Raymond Romano was like black people don't know who Raymond was
1: no but I loved that though because I was like y'all assume we know all of y'all pop culture figures yes I watched everybody loves
0: Raymond but doesn't mean (laughs) every black person has seen that show Nicholas saying oh it's Asian beautiful and a little bit toxic just like me <laughs> can we shout out Nicholas though with him crying in his um in his play in his play that was a beautiful moment and I appreciate overall this workplace comedy mm-hmm. where everybody ultimately comes together they have their own quirks and their own personalities but they just so well together like the fact that, what was the name of the older woman? Um, Rhonda. I, Rhonda and and her horniness. Yeah. Hilarious. Didn't me. bring
1: a bathing suit to Corsica. She
0: he lives said, her best life. We Netflix and chilled and then we had sex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was already implied, Rhonda. Ainsley, though. They play Ainsley to no end. So much. She was like, well, that's the day of my wedding, but i'll move it around they didn't even acknowledge when she announced her engagement when she put up a photo of her family she said i'm sorry everybody's so white they were like yeah (laughs) they played the mess out of
0: ainsley so
1: it was definitely some funny bits
0: my favorite one and last one she was like if you're going to be problematic you need to get the geography right Thank you for
1: that. My final thoughts again enjoyed this series. If they had thrown Tanya away, it would have been an A for me. For season two, I'm going to give Molly this one backslide because, you know, it happens to the best of us. We're human, but you get one with John. <laughs> Unless John somehow changes his spots, not his colors, his spots and becomes a different human being, and has a whole facelift, and dumps Haley, and goes on an apology tour that lasts a year or two to win you back, there's no way that we're moving on from this. I hope that you do what's in your own best interest. I hope you continue to move forward in ways that fulfill you, because I'm here for this journey for Molly. I think it's a beautiful thing that she is able to find her purpose you know because money a lot of people think money is gonna buy that but it does not right you have to still find that purpose within yourself so i thought that was a great message all right delora that's it for our recap of loot guys we appreciate you for listening and sticking with us give us any feedback you have on this show you know where to reach us all the things email instagram twitter we're on the facebook too the youtube as well all right hidden gems laura what you got for the people this week
0: All right, Ashley, I have two hidden gems this week. The first, now, is this movie like the best movie ever? No, but it was interesting. I'm referring to the live action Pinocchio available on Disney+. Plus. It came out earlier this month. The ending was something, I will say that. But Mm. what I did appreciate about it was Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I mean... MVP. I love Tom Hanks. And Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy. That woman can sing. Okay? She can sing. And I didn't realize how much I liked that song until <laughs> so she sang, you know, When You Wish Upon a Star. I That's think it's interesting. She gave it that black. <laughs> that blackness. Exactly. And there was a moment within the live action where Pinocchio is, you know, kidnapped and on a stage play, but there's the girl puppet as well. And she has this new song in it. That's fire. And I was very impressed by it, but I think it's worth mentioning. Like if you have a kid who's not attached to the first story, something to watch family friendly, is it the best one ever? It's not because the ending again, it's interpretive. And I'm just like, "Uh, I guess, but it's worth it's worth mentioning they, they tried when it comes to these live actions I know we talked about this previously like I think my favorite one my top three live actions would be Jungle Book which was beautifully stunning a Latin because Will Smith really made Jenny his own and Corella, even though it's technically not live action, but it kind of is, I, I think their interpretation of that was well done. This Pinocchio story is not nowhere near the top <laughs> by any chance, but I think it's it's something to watch. It's it's a fun, family-friendly show to watch. All right, my second hidden gem is a song It's called Pretty Brown Skin. One of my dear friends posted this on on her Instagram stories one day. And I was immediately drawn in. Uh, It's by an artist named Eugene King. It came out in 2020. And here are some of the lyrics that I sing every morning to my little girl when we get ready for school. It goes, Pretty brown skin, pretty light skin, pretty dark skin. I see African written in your DNA. Hello, chocolate melanin from the motherland. With your black skin, never should you want it any other way. It is such a affirmation of a song, embracing all things that you know: beauty, black culture, pride, love. Um, another lyric that says. You so pretty for a black girl is not a compliment. Don't whitewash who you are to be an option. I'm like, it's beautiful. So
1: Beyonce, go with that remix soon. (laughs) (laughs) What's your hidden
0: gems, Ashley?
1: All right, I have two as well. My first one is not hidden because it's definitely been like number one in the movies on Netflix for the weekend, at least. Do Revenge. Knew I was going to love this movie, and I did. Teen comedy starring Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawke, inspired by Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train, a dethroned queen bee in an elite private high school, joins forces with a new student to get revenge on each other's enemies. It was so nice. I watched it twice. Austin Abrams, uh, like I said about Adam Scott, he's a nice guy. And I like him when he is. And when he's an asshole, I hate his guts because he was nice in Euphoria. I felt for Ethan. And in this movie, I absolutely hate him. But overall, I thought it was well done. Sarah Michelle Geller makes an appearance in this, which was such a nod and throwback to our teen years from Cruel Intentions to I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I just enjoyed the ride. So my first one, Do Revenge Netflix. My second one, a podcast the tv doctor hosted by a friend of mine that i met at the black podcast festival in Foss in the show she provides television prescriptions to help cure whatever is ailing you she is a phd doctor not a medical doctor but she is a college professor and i love the premise of her show i believe she has two episodes out for her season four and i have really enjoyed them so that is the tv doctor podcast available on all the things we may be chatting with her soon on our podcast as well so stay tuned for that guys but that's all we got for you this week again thank you so much for rocking with us we'll be back with a new episode on thursday delora always a pleasure my friend
0: yes ma'am
1: guys we'll see you next time bye